Welcome to the Strong John Fitness Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you achieve your best body without the BS. We'll cover training, nutrition, basically everything you need for a successful fitness journey, and we'll have some fun along the way. I'm your host, John Vlahoinakos. Let's get into it. What's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking about the three C's of fat loss. Now, just trying to break things down a little bit easier for you, um, give you areas to focus on because again, this whole fitness journey thing, especially fat loss, it can be overwhelming. I understand that. There's there's so many things out there. Every single day, you're probably reading something new, something you might not have thought of, something that conflicts with something else you read your friends, family members saying something, one online coach is saying one thing, one saying another. So I get the overwhelm. And if you're listening to this podcast, I appreciate you being here and understand that I will always try to make things simpler and easier for you. That is essentially my job as a coach. Uh, and this podcast is free. So why not get some free info in your in your headset, whether you're uh, on a walk or on your way to work or whatever you're doing right now. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you being here. So Let's jump right into the three C's. I, I think you could probably guess what one of them is. Um, and we'll just start off with this one as number one is calories. Um, no matter what diet you're on, what trend you're, you've jumped on or what you attach yourself to or label yourself as in terms of eating, none of that matters unless your calories are in check when it comes to fat loss. You can be keto, intermittent fasting, carnivore, still do carnivore um i don't know atkins vegan vegetarian pescatarian omnivore flexible dieting it really doesn't matter what your approach is you you need to make sure your calories are in check if you want to lose fat that's what's going to determine fat loss first and foremost the food the type of foods you eat can play a role yes but the long and short of it is calories in versus calories out trumps it all um you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose body fat um being in a calorie deficit means you're eating less food than your body is currently burning uh a couple things surrounding this again i I love clearing up myths so let's just let's just jump into a couple you don't need to eat seven meals a day to quote unquote stoke your metabolism that's not a thing the amount of meals you have in a day the meal frequency does not impact your your metabolism doesn't help you burn more fat none of that stuff you can eat meals after 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 p.m. It doesn't negatively impact your fat loss. Your body is still working when you're sleeping. The body doesn't shut off just because you're you're asleep. Your body's still doing its thing. Your metabolism runs 24-7. It does not matter what you're doing. Um, so don't think that just because you ate a bunch of calories after 10 means you're going to hold all that as fat or any of that BS. That's not true. Okay, so when it comes to controlling your calories, being in a calorie deficit, it's important to eat. The majority of your diet should be based on foods that are going to help you stay in a deficit. So while yes, you can eat McDonald's every day and lose fat, it might be difficult to make that fit in your calories and still get quality nutrients from the rest of your diet. You don't want to base the majority of your diet on highly processed foods. Yes, I eat donuts. I would say maybe on a weekly basis right now. Um, but the majority of my day isn't full of donuts. I, I can't hit my calories and my protein 
eating a dozen donuts every single day. That's not a thing. So if you are following a flexible dieting protocol, um, just try not to base all your, all your food on, on highly processed stuff, all the fun stuff, right? It's important to follow kind of like an 80, 20, 90, 10 kind of split where 80 to 90% of the foods came from the ground or had a face at one point or another, um, the, the healthy micronutrient dense foods. So lean proteins, obviously fruits, vegetables, um, healthy fats are always a good choice and, and some starch carbohydrates. Like there's nothing wrong with having whole grains. There really isn't right. If you, if you're, I don't know how carnivore people do it. I don't know how you go to the bathroom, to be honest, if you're having no fiber in your diet. So, I mean, I want someone to explain that one to me, but the thing with hitting your calories is you also want to make sure you're hitting your protein. Like every time I explain to a client the importance of calories, the importance of proteins are right there up there with it. Um, it's highly overlooked. And I think most people are not getting enough protein in their diet, especially for those who want to transform their physique, build some muscle and lose fat. You need to be eating enough protein. And that's 0.8 to 1 grams per pound of your body weight in protein is ideal. Now, for some people, that sounds astronomical. And if that's the case, we'll, we'll stepping stone that and we'll start a little lower. But that's been proven in, in the literature to, to be the most beneficial uh, for body transformation. Now, when it comes to calories, the amount of calories you need is going to be up to you. Um, and, and there's so many factors that play a role, like your weight, your age, your activity level, uh, any previous dieting experience, what the calories you've been at recently. Um, if you're just starting out and you have no clue how much you've been eating, you can go one of two ways. You can start logging your food for two weeks in my fitness pal, logging your weight and seeing the relationship between the amount of calories you eat and your body weight. If your body weight is stagnant, it's staying the same and you're roughly at the same calories. And you can drop those calories by three to 500 and go from there. You'll be in a deficit. If your weight is steadily climbing, you definitely need to drop the calories maybe by more than 500 to be in a calorie deficit. If your weight's already dropping after two weeks of this kind of eating habits and you're accurately tracking, you could probably bump it up or leave it the same depending on the rate of fat loss and how you're feeling energy wise and training performance wise for a general recommendation in calories. Uh, if you're trying to lose body fat, a range of 10 to 12 times your body weight is a good starting point. You get a lot of data that way. Again, tracking your food to make sure you're getting enough calories, getting enough protein and being consistent with your eating is going to be crucial here. So that's calories in a nutshell, very brief, very simple to digest in my opinion. Um, and like I said, if you want to intermittent fast, go for it. If you want to go vegan, if you want to go carnivore or keto or whatever you want to do, go for it. But you need to be in a calorie deficit. You have to understand that just because you cut out carbs doesn't mean you're going to automatically lose body fat. You need to be in a deficit. C, the second C of, of the three C's of fat loss is going to be control. And you can take this in a number of different ways. But right now I'm going to talk about controlling your environment. Uh, this is a massive kind of factor in controlling your calories, really, because again, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. But if you're the type of person who doesn't have very good self-control when it comes to, let's say, sweet foods, let's say cookies and chips and or stuff like that, whatever your, your quote unquote guilty pleasure is, your vices, that sort of thing for food, if your house is constantly stacked and stocked with, with Oreos and chocolate chip cookies and four different kinds of chips, you're making it so much harder for yourself to be able to stick to your calorie goals if you can't control how much you're eating, right? I had a client, his favorite cookies were Oreos, which is, I mean, 
there's better cookies than Oreos. Let's be honest here. Um, but I said to him, like, okay, well, we can go one of two ways. I mean, we can either make them fit and have a couple a day and just say, like, you know, enjoy the craving, enjoy the cookie, not feel so restricted, or we just we don't buy them anymore. And he he looked at me and he said, Look, like I can't eat just two. Like I'll eat the sleeve. And <laughs> I've been known to eat a sleeve or two of, of cookies in my day, not Oreos, but um chocolate chip cookies are, or chocolate chunk cookies are my thing. So I get that. So for him, controlling the environment meant no more buying Oreos, not even having them in the house because it was easier for him. If they're out of sight, they're out of mind. He wasn't going to go to the store in the middle of the night to go buy Oreos because he had a craving. He'd either find something else or the cravings would be subsided because his diet was full of other stuff. Especially when you have a high protein diet, I find you crave sugary foods like that less. So like I said, if you're constantly surrounded by foods that don't align with your goals, it makes the process that much harder. Also being said, if your goal is to get more protein in your diet, but you, you never see your whey protein tub, you have it, your protein bars, they're always tucked away and you always forget to have them or forget to make shakes. Keep that stuff on your counter, right? The more you see it, the more you're going to, you're going to remember to, to make the shakes or have the bars or whatever it is because it's right there at your eye level. Right. Perfect example of this is me at Christmas time. Oh, Christmas time. My favorite and least favorite time of year in, in some sense. Um, our house is is always jam friggin' packed with chocolate. And we don't tuck the chocolate away. It just takes up the entire kitchen space. Uh, before we moved, we had a nice big kitchen, kitchen island. The island would literally be covered from one end to the other with chocolate. If you follow me on Instagram the last couple of years, you would have seen my chocolate hauls, my my my, my wife's chocolate hauls over Christmas time. Uh, it's bad. <laughs> it's a lot of chocolate. So I found myself eating chocolate all day long because I just I'll walk by the kitchen, chocolate. And with COVID, we're home, newborn baby this past year. Oh, chocolate. Okay, chocolate, chocolate. And all of a sudden, your boy gained about uh, a little bit of weight there over the winter time. But that's controlling your environment. Like I didn't have any control over my environment. I didn't. I didn't take the necessary steps to maybe tuck some chocolate away. Uh, I clearly didn't have any self-control being a like sleep deprived zombie um, in December with the baby. Plus we're planning on the move and stuff like that. So things were a little bit nuts. Um, but bottom line is like, if, you, if you're trying to eat more healthier foods, keep them at eye level. Don't tuck them away all the time. You need to have your whey protein, keep it out on the counter. If you have a problem with with snacks and chips or wine or beer and, uh, and whatever your vice is, like I said, keep it out of the house. There's no sense of buying it. If you know you can't control yourself when you have it in your house, don't buy it. Make it easier for yourself. It's a very simple task. Go to the grocery store with a list. Make sure these things aren't on the list. Don't buy them because they're not on the list. Trust me, after two weeks, four weeks, you'll notice a big difference because you're not reaching for those snacks that you can't control the portions of anyway. Lastly, this leads me to the last C of the three C's of fat loss, and that's consistency, right? Most people I talk to lack consistency. Now, whether it's because of their approach or their mindset or both, it's still a problem because someone can go on a diet for four weeks, feel great, and then all of a sudden it, it's like a couple of days off the diet, and then and it becomes two weeks off the diet, and then two months roll by, and they're back to square one. So Without consistency, you're going to be in a fat loss and fat gain cycle for, for the rest of your life. 
right? Because you're, you're not consistent with what you're doing. And this is why I never push restrictive diets. I'm not a fan of them. I, I borderline hate them because they lead to, they typically lead to binges and unhealthy relationships with food over time. If you've ever been told to cut out foods, cut out carbs, cut out this, cut out that, it's not going to work for you long-term. And I know I mentioned about not buying Oreos, not buying chips. I'm not telling you you can never have them, but there's a time and place. And buying those containers in your house is not the time or place right now. But if you go into something, maybe you have a new coach or maybe you saw a program online or whatever it is, and all of a sudden they're telling you that you have a list of foods you cannot have and a list of foods you can have, there's a better way. Because the minute you stop doing that diet, to stop following that plan, you're going to gain fat back. I can pretty much guarantee you um, with everything I have that that's going to happen to you. I've seen it happen so many times on the newest and latest fad diet, this newest popular thing. Yeah, it's great. It comes with this and that. And it always ends up in gaining more fat because habits aren't being built. Balance isn't being built. Uh, and, and it's just, you're, you're just blindly following something until you don't follow it anymore. Unless you read up, um, I mean, if you get a meal plan, you read that thing. You're like, okay, I can eat this for the rest of my life. Honestly, I can. A, you're probably lying to yourself. And B, it's not worth it. What are you going to do with your when your kid has a birthday party? Birthday cake's not on the, on the on the meal plan. Never. Birthday cake's never on these meal plans. I'm going to go for a couple beers? No, you can't. Beers aren't on meal plans. Who are you kidding? Right? Consistency doesn't come, doesn't mean you have to give up everything to see results. Consistency means finding a way of eating and training that you can enjoy and you can see yourself doing for the long term. You want to build a lifestyle. You don't want to just follow a diet after diet after diet every three to six months. What kind of life is that to live? Every spring, you're going to be miserable because you need to follow a new diet that didn't work the year before. Because you're trying to lose fat for the summer? Give me a fucking break. I can't. And I sound like a jerk when I talk like this, but I just, I get so frustrated because I know there's better ways. But I don't know if people are just scared to try something new or they're, the marketing's that good for these quick fixes, but the quick fixes never, they never fix shit. It's bandage. You cut out carbs for two weeks, you lose five to 10 pounds of water weight, you feel good, you start eating carbs again, the 10 pounds of water weight come right back because carbohydrates are made of water. This is what most people don't understand. Stop cutting out food. Stop cutting out carbs. Stop feeling like you have to restrict yourself completely just to lose fat to keep it off. That's the thing with this. You can lose fat. Anybody that's listening to this podcast right now can lose massive amounts of fat this year. No problem. Keeping it off is the problem. That's where meal plans don't work. That's where restrictions don't work. That's why finding something, finding a way of eating that you can see yourself doing for years on end and enjoying is the move. That's the way to do things because if you have to cut things out to see results, it's not going to work long term. I was on a call yesterday, yesterday with a, with a, with a new client. She said, yeah, I've tried it all. I tried this diet, that diet, and it worked. And I'm like, it worked until it didn't work, right? Until you stopped doing it. That's how these things are. So if there's anything you take away from this entire podcast is 15 minutes worth. Uh, if you want to lose fat, you can do it, but do it in a way that 
you don't feel like you have to cut things out. Don't do it in a way that you're trying to rush the process. Cause I guarantee you, if you lose fat really fast, you're getting gained it back even faster. I'll promise you that one too. And don't just do it for the summer for the love of God, please don't do it just for the summer. It's June. When you're listening to this it's June 9th, summer is upon us. My friend, you're not losing 20 pounds by the end of July. I'll tell you that right now. So focus on creating good, healthy habits, active every day, be consistent with your nutrition as much as possible. Focus on getting the right amount of calories, the right amount of protein, control your environment, and you will have the body you want by next year, by next summer. And I know that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. If you're looking for the summertime thing and all that, it's not happening this year. If you wanted the body you want by summer and 20 pounds and this and that, you would have started in January. Sorry, but I mean, that's what most people in the industry won't tell you. If you're hopping into a program in, in June and trying to lose fat for the summer, it's too late. But you can lose fat and transform for next summer 100%. Not a problem. It gives you lots of time to lose fat and build some lean muscle tissue, transform, and give yourself a body recomposition and the physique that you want. But it's not happening in two months. So if there's anything you take away from this podcast, take your time, have some patience, and think long term. Right? Control your calories control your environment and be consistent. You'll see the results you want to see. Talk to you in the next episode.